In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew, and not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. Firstly, I want to start off this week by saying hello to Benjamin and David, our two new Patreon members. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, really, really appreciate the support, guys, so thank you. Uh, for those of you who are interested, get yourselves over to patreon.com forward slash This Week in History, and you can subscribe to all of our extra shows. With that being said... This week, we have an episode that I have been very, very reluctant to do, but one that I've always wanted to do, and I feel like I have the support now from you guys to to do something that is quite brutal, um, quite gory, and something that is not a good side of anybody's history. So, this week... We will be talking about the worst torture and execution methods throughout history. Um, This episode is not for faint-hearted, so if you are a younger viewer or you are a little bit squeamish, um, this probably isn't an episode for you. This is quite gross, um, and there are some really, really bad uh, examples here that, like I said, are quite quite disturbing um so well let's get started if you're still here and you still want to listen um enjoy Uh, i want to start with uh, execution methods throughout history and i found 10 that i think will be quite interesting and the first one we're going to start with is called scafism uh spelled s-c-a-p-h-i-s-m not f Uh, i know i have a weird accent so that's how it's uh, how it's pronounced. Um, this is possibly one of the worst execution methods um, ever. <laughs> it was uh, practiced by the ancient Persians around 500 BC. So this is a really, really old um, execution method. And it saw the victim placed inside a hollowed out log or boat where their hands and feet were tied at each end. In other words, they couldn't move. 
the victim was force-fed a mixture of milk and honey until they shit themselves um, everywhere. They were then stuck where they were, covered in their own feces, um, to which point more milk and honey was given to them, and it was also smeared over their bodies. They were left in the sun, surrounded by their own uh, their own feces, their own piss, their own vomit, um, and obviously, what does that attract? It attracts uh, insects. It attracts maggots, um, stinging and biting wasps and ants. Um, it would just torture the victim. Um, other insects would crawl inside. Um, lay eggs, eat them alive from inside out um, and the ration of milk and honey was repeated daily until um, you know, just just constantly repeated, now it was repeated because they didn't want the victim to die of um, you know, of, of dehydration or of hunger so they kept feeding them milk and honey so that they would die purely from being eaten alive by insects that had burrowed into their eyes, their nose, their mouths, um, up their bottom. Um, basically, it would death would be caused by a, a combination of exposure of massive infections caused by both insects and their own shit, basically. Um, yeah pretty gruesome um, there is an account of an execution uh, like this done in Greece where um, the person took actually 17 days to die um, so yeah it's a pretty, pretty long winded brutal way of dying the next method we have for you I am going to just jump in quickly first I will be swearing in this episode as you've probably noticed because some of these are horrific and I think the only way to fully convey how it was done is is through um, that type of language so um, this one you may have seen if you are a fan of Game of Thrones uh, you will remember House Bolton and their banner being the flaying man or the flayed man flaying was actually a form of torture and execution um, for those of you who don't know it is essentially skinning alive okay so it has a long and grotesque history this one um, it actually dates back to the neo-assyrian empire uh, which is 911 bc uh, so a very very old method of torture um, however it has been pretty much adopted by every civilization at one time or another, including medieval Europe, um, and it tended to be a punishment for traitors or, um, you know, people, enemies to the state, enemies to the crown, that sort of thing. Um, it was also used across the pond, um, and it was used by the Aztecs for uh, sacrifice. So, various techniques have been utilized in many different cultures. Um, basically, they're different tactics used but essentially it's the same thing um, it was the slow removal of slicing the skin from the body while the victim is alive um, basically it was a slow 
extremely painful death um, and they wanted to make it as long as possible okay so the whole point of this was to take as long as possible the more time they could take um, while keeping the victim alive the the better the flayer was or the executioner um, you know it, they had different start points okay so the Assyrian period shows that where they started was around the bum or the top of the thighs European pictures show it being taken from the feet um, Chinese um, Emperor Sun Ho Fu Sheng if I've pronounced that right ordered the victims to be uh, peeled from their faces so basically every culture had a slightly different way of doing it some went top to bottom some went bottom to top some just started from the bottom literally the bottom um, death would normally come as a result of massive blood loss um, if you were unfortunate enough and they were expert flayers uh, the victim could be left in that state for a few days um, several days before finally dying of their wounds um, quite a brutal one um, that unfortunately the next one uh, this is an Asian torture so this is uh, East Asia mainly it's a Japanese uh, torture this is called the bamboo torture now this one might hit home a little bit more um, because there are modern day accounts of this one um, this was essentially there was different ways of doing it but essentially um, one example was forcing thin shards of bamboo under the fingernails um, basically bamboo grows extremely quick so they would tie people down um, and stick the bamboo through the fingernails um, so it would rip the fingernails apart so bamboo can grow um, sort of three feet a day um, just to give you an idea um, apparently there are there is evidence of this being used by the Japanese on American POWs in World War Two um, and this was a case of where they would tie the victim down to a bed of new bamboo plants um, sharpen the tips and essentially just let the bamboo grow through the body um, uh, so if you can imagine it's growing three foot a day it didn't take very long for it to penetrate through the skin but you would literally feel the bamboo piercing through your skin um, yeah it's not a nice one it's quite a terrible slow way to die um, and obviously you would literally feel it from start to finish you'd feel the entire the entire process um, there is also evidence to suggest that medieval Japan they used to use this where they would sit the person onto the bamboo so the sharp point went straight up the bum and grew uh, three foot a day so that guy's not going anywhere and that bamboo is going straight through his intestines and all the way up so yeah quite a quite a graphic one um, there have been people that say that that wouldn't happen that bamboo wouldn't grow through the body it just wouldn't work um, and in 2008 for those of you who are interested there was a show called Mythbusters and they tested it to see if it would 
and it does. So for those of you who are sat there going, nah, that, that wouldn't happen, it would happen, it did happen, and it does happen. Um, yeah, quite a brutal torture that. Um, I suppose the one advantage of being laid down on a bed full of bamboo is you are, although it's it's long and painful, once it's gone through, death would come pretty quick. Um, but not, not a nice method. This one, or the next one we're going to talk about is rat torture again this is uh from game of thrones game of thrones did do a a version of this um and yeah it did happen um very simple method you'd put a starving rat in a bucket or a cage um tie it to the victim's torso and heat the other end of the bucket so the rat has to escape and the only way for the rat to escape is to gnaw their way through the abdomen um, of the victim, uh, clawing the flesh, the skin, the organs, all the way through the body until they've exited out the back. Um, rats have got the most powerful motion um, of any rodent, and it doesn't take that long for a rat to chew through a human stomach. Um, it would probably take maybe about... 20 minutes 30 minutes something like that so although the death is is probably quicker than some of the others it's uh, quite horrific because you would literally feel every bite every scratch the whole way through and if they do it right and they don't touch any major organs on the way through you would bleed to death afterwards um, so again it's quite a, a gruesome way gruesome way to die um, now this is actually associated with Elizabethan England, so Tudor times, um, where the Tower of London was said to have a rat or a dungeon of rats, um, where where they would they would do this. So pretty gruesome part of British history there. Um, however, it was used under General Pinochet, or allegedly used under General Pinochet in Chile between 1973 and 1990 okay um, these were reports from Argentina um, and they claim it was used um, in the 70s and early 80s um, the victims were subject to a version in which live rats or sometimes spiders were inserted into the subject's bottom via a tube um, so a similar method where a rat was inserted in um, and then had to gnaw its way out. So, yeah, um, it's been used recently, apparently. I have to say apparently there because um, there is no conclusive evidence um, to suggest that and I don't want to get sued. So, uh, apparently that's what happened. Um, that's quite horrific to think that something like that was happening just 50 years ago um, the next one we did cover a little bit we covered this in our Guy Fawkes episode and this is being hung, drawn and quartered so the first recorded of hang, drawing and quartering is in England during the 13th century and it was very very extreme even for that time it was basically supposed to be the worst punishment that anybody could get and it became the statutory punishment for treason in 1351 
The point of it was to basically scare the shit out of anybody who wanted to commit treason and hopefully if you give them a harsh enough punishment then nobody will want to do or nobody wants to commit treason. For those of you who have listened to the previous episode or previous few episodes when we're covering the English Civil War you'll realise that it really didn't put people off committing treason. The process of being hung, drawn and quartered was the victim would be stripped naked and tied to a wooden panel and then taken by horse on the floor, dragged to the site of execution. Um, They would then experience a slow hanging, so rather than uh, a quick hanging which would break the neck, it would be a slow choke um, where the rope would tear the skin, the throat, while the, the body weighed it down. Some people were lucky enough to die at this point, and uh, as we remember from Guy Fawkes, he actually jumped, so he would break his neck. Um, Those of you who were unlucky uh, would be chopped down, and they would be strapped to a table where they would be disemboweled, um, have their major organs and intestines pulled out, Uh, they would have their genitals ripped off or mutilated. Um, If you were still alive at this point and some were they would then cook your organs next to you on a fire so you could watch them burn Uh, you would then be decapitated and your body would be tied to each of your limbs would be tied to four horses and you would be pulled into four different pieces which would then be displayed at the four corners of the country in four different parts of the country and the decapitated head would be put on a spike at uh, the Tower of London. So that is a very gruesome execution method um, in this country, probably the most famous type of execution, um, but quite a quite a graphic one, I think. Um, now the, this one, the next one we're going to cover is the Roman candle. Now the Roman candle is very similar to your your standard burning at the stake. Um and a lot of a lot of the worst executions in history did involve fire. Um this one in particular uh this had uh, essentially the the victim would be placed on a stake. Normally they would be placed in a row. Um, and they would be covered in um, like a flammable liquid, so tree sap or resin, but it would be a slow-burning resin. Um, And what they would do is they would light at the bottom whilst they were attached to uh, to the stakes, and they would slowly burn, and they would slowly burn. It would take a long time for these people to burn. It wouldn't be quick, whereas a stake burning tended to be a pretty quick death, Um, These would be quite slow um, and quite painful. What makes this one even worse, this was mainly, mainly used by Emperor Nero. So if anybody knows their Roman history, he was known as the Mad Emperor. And one evidence, or there is evidence, um, to suggest that uh, Nero used to use these executions and the light from these executions to light his parties so he would have an evening party with guests and food like the Romans used to do. He would have this execution go on, um, probably at, at sunset. 
and he would use the light from the burning bodies to illuminate his party throughout the evening um which is probably why it's uh it's quite a famous style of execution it's it's quite a gruesome one but it has got a uh, a bit of a story to it um the next one i'm going to cover is called keel hauling now we did cover this a little bit um i believe it was covered in the trafalgar episode with my dad i also think i covered it with the blackbeard episode um when you think of pirates your initial or or sailors in general your initial thought of execution would be walking the plank now walking the plank there is very little evidence to suggest this ever happened however there is evidence to suggest it did happen but there's just not very much so how common walking the plank was i couldn't honestly tell you however there is quite a bit of evidence to suggest that keel hauling took place this was quite graphic and quite gruesome you would essentially tie a victim hands and legs uh, one uh, one end of a rope would be fed under a ship and brought up the other side and the victim would then be dragged under the ship with the rope and pulled from one end under the ship and up the other side now initially you might think oh they're going to die of drowning you know that that's what that's what it's for it's to drown them it's probably quite slow uncomfortable um it was worse than what your initial reaction would be in the 1600s to roughly the 1800s this was actually uh, abolished uh, in 1853 um, but in the 1600s this was when it was mainly used the victim would be dragged under the ship and under the ship because these were wooden ships there were what we call barnacles for those of you who don't know what a barnacle is it's essentially like uh, a razor sharp rock but it's a shell um it's a shell that sticks to the bottom of boats and they are like i said they are razor sharp they are rock hard and when somebody is dragged up against them it would literally rip the skin apart it would gouge rip chunks of flesh some accounts even say that the barnacles would tear limbs off or even sever the head completely off the shoulders that's how sharp these these barnacles were so someone will be dragged under the ship and this could go on for a long time um in some instances they would they would not die so they would then be hung up for about 15 minutes on the mast to sort of recover for a little bit and then they'd be put back under the boat and it would happen again um, and in some cases the victim would have an oil soaked sponge containing a breath of air this would be stuffed into their mouth to prevent drowning so this was designed to really really hurt um, it was mainly used by the dutch and the french from the 1500s and like i said it was abolished in 1853 but there are accounts use it of this being used as far back as 800 bc by the ancient greeks so there is a lot of history behind this one now one of my favorite men in history uh, is vlad the impaler so we're going to talk about impalement now now your initial response of uh impalement 
would be what you are, what you see. Uh, um, a lot of modern culture shows people being staked through the chest uh, or through the, the stomach and through the back all the way along and that would be what you would see okay that is actually not what happened the stake would be sharpened to a point and it would be greased okay and this is very very important it would be sort of lubricated all right the stake would be sharp sharp and pointed up through the anus okay and if it was a woman it didn't go through the anus don't need to suggest any more than that i'm pretty sure you can guess gravity would then take its toll okay they would be dragged down through a long sharp spike and it would be like i said it was greased so it wasn't you know it wasn't like it got stuck it didn't get stuck and it would go all the way through the body piercing organs the heart the lungs anything it could get through until it would come out the other side uh, sometimes it would come out the back sometimes it would come out the chest sometimes it would go all the way through and come out the neck the throat up through the head um, the earliest records of this torture come from 1772 BC okay so this is like a 4,000 year old torture um, and this was dates back to Babylon Alright, so this is a really, really old way of executing people. And this is where King Hammurabi ordered a woman to be executed in this way for killing her husband. Unfortunately, this was used as early as the 20th century when the Ottoman government employed this technique during the Armenian Genocide between 19, uh, sorry, yeah, 1915 and 1923. So, pretty gruesome, and one account actually shows that it took eight days for somebody to die. So, this was a long, drawn-out, painful process that has been around for 4,000 years. And, as disgusting as it sounds, was actually used in the last century um, during, during uh, 1915. So, quite disturbing that to be honest i didn't realize it had, it was that uh that recent it had been used now the next one is one i am quite aware of um having uh having my nickname uh down the viking having seen the show vikings having done a lot of research on vikings throughout history this is the old norse or the old viking uh execution method called the blood eagle and for those of you who have seen Vikings, you will know exactly what a blood eagle is. For those of you who haven't, I shall describe it for you. Essentially, the victim was tied to a plinth on their knees. They would then take a hot knife and cut from the base of the neck all the way down to the bottom of the spine. And the skin would be peeled apart from the back. Normally then an axe or a very sharp blade would be used to break the ribs at the back from the spine and break the ribs out so the ribs would be sticking out like a pair of wings from the back so it looked like a pair of wings. They would then remove the lungs and place them onto the victim's shoulders so they would be pulled out from the bottom and placed onto the shoulders. 
it was quite bloody, quite gruesome. Um, there are there are a lot of people that say this never happened. Okay, there are different accounts. The thing with with Norse history, there are a lot of accounts that say this never happened, and there are a lot of accounts that say it did happen. Um, with Norse history, you you can't necessarily say that it happened because a lot of it was written down, a lot of it was exaggerated, um, a lot of things were made up essentially for stories. So there is no conclusive 100% evidence to suggest this happened. However, when you look at the examples that have been passed down throughout history, they all have a very, very similar de depiction of the Blood Eagle. Um, and they all call it the blood eagle um, or drawing an eagle um, out of blood on someone's back um, I would I would almost hazard a guess that it, it was a type of, of method however I would also suggest that it was only used in extreme extreme circumstances um, the show Vikings suggests that if it was ever used on a Viking if the Viking did not scream in pain during the Blood Eagle, they would be able to enter Valhalla. If they did, then they would never be able to enter Valhalla. Um, I can't honestly say that I wouldn't scream. I think as soon as the knife touched the bottom of my neck, I'd be screaming, let alone the the rest of it. So, yeah, whether that one, whether that one's true or not, I will leave that to you guys. Um, I would like to think that from what from my research that this is true because my research has always pointed me to the fact that it was true um, so I'd like to think that it was um, but obviously as a part of me I would like to think it wasn't because it's, it's quite gruesome now this one very very common boiling to death this is what we're gonna finish with now this was a slow agonizing punishment and the method usually saw the victim lowered feet first into boiling oil, water, or wax. There have been examples of boiling wine, although why you'd waste wine on that, I don't know, and molten lead. Now that sounds pretty fucking painful, to be honest. Um, if the shock of the pain did not render them immediately unconscious, the person would experience the most excruciating sensation on every layer of skin utterly destroying the burns the everything destroying all the nerve endings uh, everything would dissolve off their skin um, until they were literally left with just the fatty tissue boiling away underneath them um, it was potentially one of the most horrendous fates and one of the worst execution methods ever derived derived devised sorry um yeah emperor nero <laughs> again is said to have dispatched of thousands of christians in this manner whilst in the middle ages the main recipients of this punishment were not killers or rapists but coin forgers particularly in germany and the holy roman empire in britain under henry the eighth he introduced the practice for execution those who committed murder via poison so if you committed murder via poison in england you would be boiled to death shockingly the practice is believed to have been carried out as recently 
as 2002, when the government of Uzbekistan, led under Islam Karimov, was alleged to have tortured several suspected terrorists to death in this manner. Now, there is also evidence to suggest that people who were boiled to death, even worse, were actually put into cold water and then boiled. Um, yeah, this this is brutal. This is really, really fucking brutal. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine, having listened to all of those, what my preferred method would be. Um I don't think I'd have any. Um, none of them are quick. None of them are nice. Um, I think the quickest would probably be the Roman candle. Even though it's a slow burn sap, I think you would pass out pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thought of of the rest, are, well, the thought of all of them are, are pretty excruciating. Um in regards to the Roman candle, there was also one called the Brazen Bull, which uh, I don't know a huge amount about, but if I'm right, and I'm, I've not researched this, this is going straight off the cuff, it was a Greek method, which essentially was a brass or metal bull that had an opening in the back, and they pushed people into it, and they burnt underneath it, so they were cooked like in an oven, Um and like I said, I'm sure that dates back to ancient Greece. And I'm sure one of you now is going to go and research that and go, it wasn't Greece, it was Persia or whatever. Um, but as far as I was aware, it was ancient Greece. Um, yeah, these quite quite brutal, horrible methods, horrible ways to die. Um, and I've just realised it's taken a lot longer to describe these methods than I actually thought it would do. Um, I didn't think we were going to get I thought we were going to get maybe 15 or 20 minutes out of uh, out of these executions and then I'd be able to go on to the tortures. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you guys hanging for another episode and you're going to have to come back to me to hear about the tortures. Um, I am going to just go through one more, uh, one more execution method um, that I think, you know, we, we obviously we have the more common ones um you know in regards to hangings um you know we we have hanging shootings uh, lethal injection which is obviously still used um electrocution gas inhalation and beheading um obviously these ones aren't as as gruesome um but just to give you an idea for those of you who do obviously who are against capital punishment um We'll just give you some examples. Uh, hanging is one of the most common methods of execution and is actually still used in many countries. Um, it's uh, used in India, Japan, Singapore, Malaysia, Pakistan and Iran. Um, so yeah, hanging, I mean, this is a medieval way of doing it, um, is, is still being used. Um, shooting... Uh, we'll give you some examples a single shot to the back of the head um, is used in China Belarus, Russia and Taiwan um, however in Taiwan the prisoner is sedated beforehand if that makes it any better um, single machine gun uh, is used in Thailand uh, firing squad in Indonesia 
um, and allegedly, this has to be allegedly, by excessively powerful rep weaponry such as anti-aircraft guns is used in North Korea. I mean, fucking hell, anti-aircraft guns used to execute someone. That's, and that's, that's today. That's still going on now. That That's brutal. Um, lethal injection, now, obviously, might be a touchy subject for some of you guys. First used in the United States in 1982, and it is used in five other countries, uh, which is China, Taiwan, Thailand, Guatemala, and Vietnam. Um, quite a, I would say, possibly the most humane way, um, if you really want to go that far. I don't really think it's that humane. I don't think... I, I'm so 50-50 with capital punishment. Um I think I would like to think that people can be reformed. However, if anything like this happened to one of my family members, I'd want the bastard dead. Either that, or I'd want to do it myself. So I can kind of see both sides. So, like I said, I'm 50 50. Now, electrocution um, only the United States and the Philippines have ever used electrocution. Um, and it is still legal in some US states uh, only to replace the injection and it's at the request of the prisoner so yeah if you are a prisoner in certain states in America and you don't want to have the lethal injection you can have your brain fried instead I'm not sure <laughs> I don't even like getting a shock off the trolleys in Tesco so you know fucking hell electric no 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 not not for me um gas inhalation now obviously we know where gas has been used in in the in in the past um this is as a method of execution for prisoners so this is not a method of execution for mass murder uh only the united states and lithuania have ever used gas inhalation as capital punishment and yet again it is legal in some US states only to replace the injection at the request of the prisoner so if the prisoner doesn't want that and they don't want to be electrocuted they can have gas inhalation instead so yeah pretty brutal next one beheading now obviously beheading is pretty common um, especially when you're talking um, ancient history or medieval history it was probably one of the most common forms of execution the axe the sword in France you've got the guillotine believe it or not it is still being used execution by beheading via a sword is still used in Saudi Arabia so yeah pretty uh, pretty brutal and I just found a few more that I think you guys might be interested in now these so I'm not going to go into too much detail because I think these are pretty much self-explanatory and these are ancient methods uh, I'm not going to give you time frames unless I know them um, crushing by elephant devoured by animals i.e. alligators crocodiles piranhas and sharks the snake pit 
Now, this was, again, this was used in the, the show Vikings. Um, King Ayla of Northumbria quite famously had a snake pit where he would push people in. Um, so that's quite a quite a common one. Um, backbreaking, this was a Mongolian method of execution. Um, essentially, it was to avoid blood being spilt. Doesn't make it any better, but... Um, yeah, blowing from a gun. Tie the mouth of a cannon... So when you were tied to the mouth of a cannon, basically, and that could be, uh, I'm assuming I would I would assume you would tie sort of the head to the cannon so that it would be a pretty quick death. Um, I don't I don't really know. It's pretty gruesome though. Um, now this one I know is a bit of a touchy subject because believe it or not, this is still legal in certain countries, and that is crucifixion. Um, that can be either nailed or roped. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty, uh, pretty gruesome way to go. Um, obviously, we've we've covered some of the gross ones here, some of the really, really bad ones. Um, I don't really want to go into huge amount more because um, this is a pretty gruesome subject. Um, for those of you who are still with me, who are still not wincing at the sound of different types of execution methods i hope i haven't given any of you um nightmares from this episode i know it's a i know you've had to probably fight through this because some of these are pretty bad i think the scary thing about this episode is how some of these medieval execution methods are still being used today things like um crucifixion still being used boiling people alive as recently as 2002 um you know, it's it's pretty bad um, that that things like that are still happening in the world, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't really know what to say other than that. I hope you guys are are still here. I hope you guys are not sort of just going. Oh no, fuck this episode in for me, and turned off because uh, I found this very very interesting. I found it quite brutal and quite disturbing, but. Um, especially being able to research things like that, I found that very interesting. You'll have to come back to me now for torture methods, which we shall uh, do in the next few days. Uh, hopefully it will only be a couple of days delay. The reason this episode has come to you late, uh, I have been extremely busy with work, didn't have time to do an episode last week. I know I had a few messages from people saying, are you still recording, have you quit? I have not quit, I am still recording. I have just have not found the time to do it. Um, this week we will be getting uh, the Patreon episode out. The next one now. Some of you have guessed it. If you haven't guessed it, I will give you a little clue. The girl in the picture was 11 years old when she was arrested. Bearing in mind, for those of you who are interested, we have been covering serial killers. The girl in the picture was arrested. At 11 years old. If you don't know who it is. You need to get onto Patreon. It's an absolutely astounding story. It's scary to think that someone that young. Can do what she did. Um, You need to get yourselves over to Patreon. uh, Even if it's just for that episode. Because it is pretty pretty good. Um, 
like I said, that episode will be going up hopefully by the end of this week. Um, and then we do have a few on there that are pretty good. I have got some, I have had some pretty good reviews. Um, main one being the Yorkshire Ripper Peter, Sup- Peter Sutcliffe episode. Um, if you are into your serial killers, if you are interested in serial killers, you have definitely heard of the Yorkshire Ripper. Um, and this one is, I would say, probably my best Patreon episode that's up there is is the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe. So um, if you are into that type of gruesome history and you have enjoyed this episode, get yourselves over there, get yourselves onto Patreon. It's $5 a month, that's it. That's monthly fee, that's not weekly or daily. You probably spend more than that on a cup of coffee a week. So get yourselves over there, support me, support my show. The more support I get, the more episodes that are going to come out because that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me uh, in business, basically, is what means that I can get more episodes done because I have more time on my hands, I have more money coming in, I can afford to take little days here and there to sort this out so the more of you that join patreon the more likely we're going to get more episodes out so keep keep on there get yourselves over there patreon.com forward slash this week in history if you're not on the facebook group why are you not on the facebook group everyone should have facebook now i'm pretty sure everyone in the world has facebook get yourselves over to facebook this week in history you'll see me on there click on it join the group and we'll let you in and for those of you who are interested in tiktok i know it's a strange one but if you search dan underscore the viking on tiktok you will get me and you'll get my my videos they are some of them are quite political some of them are history based some of them are just me having a bit of a laugh so get yourselves over to there you'll get to see who i am and you'll get to enjoy me on tiktok so get yourselves over and join us thank you for listening guys and just remember we all have history make yours great bye-bye when you love riding a motorcycle you want to ride it everywhere even getting a dental checkup mr carter wouldn't you prefer the chair i'm fine on my bike doc well let me know if you feel any discomfort And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. All done, Mr. Carter. Remember to brush, floss, and lubricate your drive chain regularly. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love.